0: Welcome back to the conclusion of the message from Luke chapter 5, 33 through 35, entitled, Our Most Neglected Spiritual Discipline. As appropriate and expected as praying is, Jesus said, When you pray, this is how to do it. As appropriate and expected as giving is, in the same section, Jesus said, When you give, this is how you do it. So is fasting both appropriate and expected? Again, in the same section, Jesus said, When you fast, this is how you do it. Let's conclude this message on our most neglected spiritual discipline. Here's Pastor Tim.
1: Let me give you a second purpose. I think a second purpose is guidance. It's guidance. Maybe you are at one of those critical points in life, you know? Critical life-changing points, like uh, like when our students come up on graduation, what are they going to do next? When you're looking for a new job, when you are looking to move, when you're thinking about getting married, when a new child comes into the family, when someone in your family dies, when a spouse dies. I mean, these are all critical times when when maybe you come before the Lord and you say, God, I don't know what to do. I I have all of these choices or I have two of these choices and I don't don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to say. I don't know. Maybe you need a good dose of fasting and praying and asking God for guidance. Jesus did that. And the night before, Jesus chose those 12 to follow Him. Out of all of those people who were following Him, He had to choose 12 of those. How does He know how to choose? How does He know who to choose? You say, because He's God. Okay. So how do you know? If Jesus then, being God, takes time to pray and to fast the night before, this big decision... Shouldn't I pray and fast before those big decisions? I think you pray for repentance. Or fast for repentance, you fast for guidance. Thirdly, for power. For power. For strength. For divine enablement to undertake this overwhelming task that God's given to you. Listen, God is not going to call you to do something that you are already fully capable of doing. He's going to call you to do something that you are incapable of doing so that you might trust Him. And if I'm trusting Him, what am I trusting Him for? One of the things I'm trusting Him for is power and strength and endurance to be able to do what He's called me to do in the first place. If He has so gifted me, then I also need him to so strengthen me. He may do that through fasting. You say, yeah, but Tim, but if you fast, I mean, if you fast, you're not eating, you're getting weaker. Not spiritually, you're not. You remember Jesus sitting by the well after he talked to that Samaritan lady? She'd gone off into town to say, man, y'all need to come see this guy. And the disciples come up and they say, or Jesus says to those disciples when they come up, I have food to eat that you don't know anything about. What's he talking about? He's talking about service, isn't he? He's about serving the Lord, going in that strength. And they're going, did, did somebody bring him a sandwich and we didn't, we, we didn't even know about it? You know, no. There is power that you gain in spending time with the lord that way remember those disciples on the on the other end of that you know they're trying to they're trying to cast this demon out and they can't do it and they're all frustrated and the and the, the the people are frustrated you know even with them and they just tell jesus we just can't we can't do it jesus said to them this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting i think that there's power available to you that you've never known before through that discipline let me give you a fourth it's for revival we fast for revival that God might do what only God can do that God might revive his people that he might bring spiritual awakening to those listen you got that card right there in that, that, uh, that little card rack right in front of you. Each one, reach one. Some of you fill those cards out. And from the day that you fill that card out, you said that you were going to begin praying for that one person that they might be saved by Thanksgiving. You praying for them? How many of you have fasted for them? taking a whole meal or maybe a whole day, and said like Paul says in Romans chapter 10, God, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel or for your friend is that they might be saved. Spend a day praying and fasting just that they might be saved. Listen, this is a little bit of an advertisement, but here we go. November the 21st. Two Sundays from today, we're going to have a revival. We're going to have an each one, reach one, harvest revival. We want you to invite your lost friends. We want you to invite your family members that day. We've got an evangelist coming in. It's going to be a great, great day. There are a number of things that we're going to plan for that day. Listen. We can plan for revival all we want to, but God's going to have to be the one to send it. So not only do I want to fast and pray for my friend to be saved, I want to fast and pray for this day, for that particular day, that God would come down and manifest power and glory, that He would fill this place, that there would be no no wonder that God has been here. That He might do what only He can do. That he might bring revival. That he might bring spiritual awakening. Those are the things that we fast for. I mentioned to you Ezra just a moment ago. Ezra chapter number 8 is one of the greatest Old Testament revivals that you'll read anything about. You know how it started? Ezra called the people together for prayer and fasting. Then Ezra says this in verse 23 of that passage. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and He answered our prayer. I'm looking forward to what God might do. Let's go number three. All right. You got, if you're following along on those notes that are in your little bulletin, bulletin piece, you know that you've got three spots there. Well, guess what? they are really four. <laughs> the third one's kind of a trick because there, there are two different words that I need to give you for that same spot. Two different words that still are true, no matter what. So if you want to call this 3A and 3B, you can do that if you want to. If not, just jot them down this way. All right. The period for fasting is, first of all, systematically appropriate. It is systematically appropriate. So, so back in our passage... The, the, the Pharisees are fussing, why don't yours do it like, like we do? And Jesus is basically giving them the answer. The timing is not right. You don't fast while the bridegroom is here. One day there's going to be the ascension. He bodily is going to be away from them, and then they can fast. Then they can mourn in that way. Then there's an appropriate time. So when is the appropriate time? If he says, then they will fast in those days, well, those are the days that we're living in. Okay? So when is it appropriate? If the Pharisees had set aside both Monday and Thursday, I mean, is is that the appropriate days? Maybe. I mean, there's nothing really wrong with those. But systematic means that it's something that you prepare for. It's something that you plan for. Maybe, maybe it is something like, like the Pharisees have done. Or I had a pastor one time who took one day every week. And that was his day of fasting. Maybe you, maybe you, maybe you are so systematic that every week it's the same day. Or every, every particular day of the month, that's your day. What, whatever it is that you do. Something that is always the same. Something that is routine think those things are okay, and I think especially and I hate to say it because now i 'm in this group, the older that we get, <laughs> the more that you have to plan and prepare for those things. you know if your diet is such uh, that you need to plan that out, then you do need to talk to your doctor if if you 're going to go not just today, if you 're talking about going. Three days or seven days or ten days or, Lord bless you, if you're going 40 days. You know, you need to plan that out with him. You know, don't, just, don't just come to a point of saying, Hey, Tim talked about fasting today. I ain't eating again for another 40 days. <laughs> it's probably not going to work very well. All right? Systematic means that you plan it, that you program that out. Now, here's my word of warning concerning systematic fasting. Don't let it become so legalistic that it becomes a burden that you carry for yourself and that you extend out on other people. That's what the Pharisees did. You don't don't want to be caught up in that. It's just a matter of being able to say, maybe in the same way that on Sunday mornings, you know, Sunday morning the early service, Sunday morning in the second service, Sunday evening service, I have an offering that's ready because I want to give. So maybe on whatever day, this is my day to fast. Systematically appropriate, it is. Secondly, letter B maybe, if you want to think of it that way, the period of fasting is also spontaneously appropriate. Spontaneously appropriate when would a person when would a person want to spontaneously do that maybe because they do hear a message and suddenly you say kind of a combination to you know what tomorrow's going to be my day you know a spontaneous fast simply means that there's something that has occurred in or around my life that drives me immediately to say i need to spend that time with the Lord. you know, It's Ezra chapter 8 again. It's Ezra chapter 8 in that incredible crisis for a nation that he called those people together spontaneously to fast. Maybe you're in your own crisis. Maybe there's something else that's happening in your own life that causes you to say, you know what? I've got to do this today. Either way is okay. The point of the passage has to do with timing. And you want to make sure that your timing gets right. But ultimately, timing is not the biggest issue, is it? It's about the purpose of heart. Why, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do it? Do you want to do it out of a matter of obedience to the Lord? I think that's appropriate. Do you want to do that as a as a as a spiritual sacrifice? I think that's appropriate. Why do you want to do it? What's your purpose? What do you want to gather from the Lord? Can I tell you about one of the most effective ones I've ever had? Talk about a crisis I was in a crisis. And my crisis was a spiritual crisis. Do you ever find yourself doubting your own salvation? I have, and this is one of those times. And I began to doubt my salvation for the same reason that many people doubt their salvation. I started doing stuff I ought not do. You know? I was getting away from the Lord and away and away. I just need to come back. It was purely a spontaneous fast. I was laying on the couch in my, in my little dinky apartment in Memphis. And I remember saying like Jacob said, remember Jacob wrestling with the Lord? And he said, God, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I said, God, I ain't getting up off this couch till I know that I know for the rest of that very long day it was just me and the Lord. He honored that. He gave me concrete evidence in my own heart, my own life, out of my own experience about where and when and that I really do belong to Him. Listen, your crisis doesn't have to be mine. But if you'll take things to the Lord, I think He'll honor you for it. Let me ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me for just a minute. More than anything else in the whole wide world, what would you pray to God for? If your answer fits that category, then I think your answer fits the category of I probably should fast and pray over this. I'd ask you to make that commitment before the Lord. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell anybody else. It's just between you and Him. It doesn't matter really for how long or for what unless He gives you direction. But would you make that commitment to Him today? Let me ask you this. If I struggle with my salvation, maybe you have and are struggling with yours. Do you want to be Sure. Do you want to know that you know? Listen, I want to help you with that. If you'll let me help you, I'll try. If you, want to, if you want the Lord's help alone, you want to go to Him in prayer and fasting, I think that's a great thing. Maybe you just need to come to the altar. You've given your heart to Jesus, you want other people to know it, that's a great time to come. It's just time to do business with the Lord, isn't it? Jesus, You know the heart of every person in this room. You know who they are. You know that they're here. You know why they're here. Father, I pray that You'd help them. Help them to live a life that is in Alignment with you, one that pleases you. Father, I pray that you would give them direction as far as even this message is concerned. Bless them today. Let me ask you to do this with your head still bowed and your eyes still closed. Would you just stand right there where you are today? That way, really, nobody's, nobody's really looking around. I mean, you can sing along with th- those who sing. You can pray. You can leave that spot right where you are. You can come to me. You can come to this altar. Whatever you need to do, though, today, let's do it, okay? Sean.
0: As we continue to pray for revival, what do you think God might do in response if we sought Him through the discipline of fasting? Our prayer is that we would fast and seek the Lord whenever we are able. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at Britdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David podcast.